Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on eight. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't know. A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, we're back. Another week, another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network on a Sunday post-game edition of Lions-Giants, December 18th. It is Matt Derry with you. Giants win today 17-6. to I've replayed and watched a lot of the game already to get a second look, and it, it kind of looks the same. These two teams are very evenly matched, and today the Lions went into a tough place to play in rainy conditions in New York, and they played sloppy. They looked disorganized from the first play of the game when Asa Jackson, and oh, by the way, if the Lions end up uh, blowing this thing and don't win the division and don't get in the playoffs, this th- this game will go down as the Asa Jackson game because he was absolutely abominable out there as an extra cornerback and then had to be out there because Darius Slay hurt his hamstring in the first half and the Giants just picked on him nonstop. And for a lot of you Lions fans, you're probably saying to yourselves as you're driving to work here on a Monday morning or driving home on a Sunday night, who is this guy? Well, the Lions plucked him off of another team's practice squad a couple of weeks ago. They can't cut him. He has to stay on the roster one more week. That's the rule. And they let go of Darius Barnes to sign Jackson as they got him off the Baltimore practice squad. And he's just terrible. He was terrible today. He couldn't guard Sterling Shepard on the touchdown. He couldn't guard Odell Beckham Jr. on any play. And the Lions found themselves a loser today, 17-6. to They are now 9-5. and And with the Packers coming back to on a late Rodgers to Jordy Nelson bomb and then Mason Crosby field goal after Green Bay blew a 27-10 lead. Green Bay comes back to win 30-27, to so at least it appears that Week 17 at home against Green Bay is going, to, is going to come down to the division because Green Bay plays Minnesota at home next weekend. The Vikings are a tire fire, and the Lions have to go to Dallas next week. So good luck trying to win with a one-game lead right now in the division in Dallas and hoping for a Packer loss. It's going to come down to Week 17 against Green Bay. Your tweets are welcome, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, also, the Matt Derry fan page on Facebook. If you make comments there, we will read those. I will get to some of your comments coming up in a little bit. I'll also discuss a little bit about Matthew Stafford coming up and what I thought of how he looked today. But again, this game is, is one of those games where, number one, I didn't think they were going to win anyway. And I picked the Giants to win it. And this isn't, who cares about predictions and what I thought. I just had a feeling that the Lions' five-game win streak was going to come to a close. I knew how good the Giants' defense has been playing, and boy, oh boy, Matt Stafford said it best after the game, didn't he? That's the best second secondary he's seen all year. DRC, Dominic Rogers, Cromartie, Janoris Jenkins before he got hurt, Eli Apple, Landon Collins. I mean, the list goes on and on of guys that really can play, really can play. 
And, you know, Collins was flying all over the field. They've got a really good team. I mean, Jonathan Hankins on that D-line is excellent. Uh, Wade made some plays today. They've got a very, very good defensive backfield and defense period. And the Lions were held without a touchdown today. And Matthew Stafford's numbers, 71.8 passer rating, third lowest of the season. So they lose a football game. Okay, so now let's calm down and stop talking about how the season's over and the Lions are in big trouble. And Oh no, Week 17, what are we going to do against the Packers? Green Bay's defense today got shredded by Deontay Thompson, uh, Cameron Meredith, and Matt Barkley. So let's just pump the brakes on how the, the, the Lions aren't facing Bart Starr and the Packers in Week 17. It's a good Packer team, and they're hot. But let's not go too crazy here about Green Bay's win over Chicago today. But when I get back to the Lions, 17-6 to losers today. Number one, they were disorganized from the first play of the game. Asa Jackson ran out, then he ran back. They didn't even know who, what personnel to have on the field to start the game. All right, so they were sloppy from the outset. Then the Giants get the ball, and on first and 10, around the 50-yard line, Eli Manning throws a pass to Odell Beckham, and he doesn't catch the ball. It hits the ground. It goes behind his legs, and the referees... Tony Carrenti's crew call it a catch. Well, it was pretty obvious to everybody, everybody, that there was not a catch. And replay showed it, and that's got to be challenged by Jim Caldwell. Okay, well, Caldwell said after the game, we got it late from our crew upstairs, and we didn't really see. And, you know, well, first of all, the Giants didn't rush to the line of scrimmage. Second of all, I'll take second and 10 with Eli Manning and his dink and dunk game. Over second and six. I know it was only a four-yard game. You challenged the play. The ball hit the ground. It wasn't even close. But again, that is where Jim Caldwell is weak. He's very weak when it comes to challenges and being on top of throwing the red flag. So tell me, oh, yeah, Caldwell said it again. Well, we got a late look at it. It was only four yards. So what? Put your team in the best possible chance to win. Second and six or second and ten. With your defense. I'll take second and ten. That was a miss by Jim Caldwell today. The Zenner fumble is sloppy. All right, the Lions have a, a great pitch and catch with Stafford to Golden Tate to get him first and goal. And Zenner fumbles, fumbles the football, would have gone in and, 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 and tied the game at 10 10. That's a very, very sloppy play. And Zach Zenner has been running hard, and I like him, and he's a good young back, and you know, he's a backup player. But when when you've got some momentum like that, you cannot give the football, can't give the football back to the Giants in that position. That was a killer today. And as far as the run game goes, the run game sucks. It's terrible. 19 carries for 50. I'm going to give you some stats. 19 carries for 56 yards, an average of 2.9. It's not good enough. And look, the Giants' D-line is excellent, and they're playing without Jason Pierre-Paul. They've got playmakers all up and down their defense. I get it. But you get outgained today pretty much double by the Giants, who don't run the football very well either. We're talking uh, uh, Paul Perkins, five yards a carry. Uh, Vereen, five yards a carry. And, and, and Dwayne, and I and look, the, the loss of Theo Riddick was immense today. And I said that on the podcast last week. He is the most important player if they want to get a win this week. Something's going on with his wrist. That's two weeks in a row he hasn't played with an injured wrist. I wonder if it's broken. I hope not, but the Lions need Theo Riddick. I'm not just talking about running the football, but doing everything. They really miss Theo Riddick in the red zone and on third downs today. 
And the Giants, they clobbered the Lions on third downs on both sides of the ball. Eric Ebron drops the ball today, sloppy. You got to make that catch. So those slot didn't recover the uh, um, uh, Vereen fumble, sloppy. The Lions did not play a crisp football game today, and you go on the road to New York and play in the rain against a 10-win Giant team? Forget it. Going to be difficult to win when you're as sloppy as they were today. Uh, Offensive the line play today on both sides, not good enough. Not good enough. And I love the way the offensive line has played and come together and gelled, and I give Graham Glasgow a lot of credit. Uh, Having to play center as a rookie in that atmosphere today, he did fine. He did all right. But they don't block well enough um, uh, in the run game. Matthew Stafford today only sacked once, but under some duress for a lot of the day. And the defensive line did not get to Eli Manning. And I understand the Giants' uh, passing game has turned into the you know Brad Johnson check down Charlie uh, buffet or bistro, as Mike Valeni would say. And but but you got to get to Eli, man. We talked about Eric Flowers at left tackle, and he was beaten once by Ziggy Ansa, but that's it. You know, so we, we, we can sit here and go, eh, Ziggy did it. Yeah, one sack. That's not good enough. Where was Kerry Hyder today? Five tackles? All right. Where's the great Devin Taylor? Was he even on the field today? One tackle. And um, hold on, I want to give him credit. One quarterback hit. The Lions hit Eli Manning today three times. Three quarterback hits. Stafford was hit four, including one uh, late hit um, that wasn't called. Not good enough today. Got to get to the quarterback. Have to get to the quarterback. Oh, I want to correct myself. Anthony Zettel had a sack today, too. That's right. Eli Manning was sacked twice. Anthony Zettel and Ziggy Ansah. But that's not good enough, man. Got to be better than that. Three quarterback hits all day against that offensive line, and everybody said that's their weak spot. As far as Asa Jackson goes, I don't know why he's on the team. Darius Barnes was just fine as a nickel cornerback, had played there all year, was a great story. They cut him to pick up Jackson, um, and, and today he was terrible. Oh, my gosh. Uh, turn around, man. How many times did you look at your television set and go, turn around when Asa Jackson is trailing a receiver? And there was one throw where Eli threw it off his back foot, cross body to Odell. It was a great throw. But if Jackson turns around, he knocks the ball away. The touchdown pass to Shepard, turn around. And then he thinks he's in zone. It was definitely man. And Odell makes the one-handed catch for the touchdown. It was not a good day today for Asa Jackson. Because at the end of the day, once Darius Slay was out, it was basically Jackson, Lawson, and Batamosi back there. And Don Carey played a little bit of corner, too. But uh, that's an issue. And if Darius Slay's hamstring is bad, look out. That's going to be trouble the next couple of weeks against Dallas and against Aaron Rodgers. All right, some tweets coming in. At Derry Speaks. D-E-R-Y speaks. Let's get you in the mix as well here on the uh, tweets. Uh, Suzanne writes in, hurts to lose, not going to lie. Next game, have to win. Hashtag one pride. Uh, Todd Johnston says, to be fair, this season has already been better than we thought after four games. Still disappointing if we miss out, though. No question. Being 9-5 and five and being this in this position right now is fine. I didn't expect them to win today. I'm still confident they're going to beat Green Bay. 
I am. And I'll be very interested in seeing how up Dallas is for next week. The Lions have shown one thing this year consistently on the road. They can't win outdoors. They they didn't win in Green Bay. They didn't win in Chicago. And they didn't win in New York. Good news is the game in Dallas next week on Monday Night Football is inside. That's good. Uh, David Reese writes in, R-E-I-S, our D did their job for the most part, keeping them under 20. Offense was predictable. That's another thing I wanted to get to. And David, you're spot on. Jim Bob Cooter today, that was a C performance in the play calling department. You got to do something gimmicky and different to throw the Giants off. Was there a rule? Did the NFL install a rule today to the Detroit Lions that you must run on first down? What was that today? Why on every first down were they running for two yards? How about a play-action pass? If you're going to run on first down, then throw a play pass in there. Dwayne Washington was not hitting any holes, and when he wasn't hitting any holes, he was being tackled. There was one time he had a wide-open hole, and he ran in the back of Graham Glasgow. He looked like a rookie today. Your second leading rusher was Matthew Stafford. But 14 carries for 31 yards for Dwayne Washington, not going to get it done. So how about a play-action pass? I know you got to run the ball. I get it. But on every first down, and then that third and eight bubble screen to Tate, what was that? I didn't like the offense today at all. I didn't like the play calling. Golden Tate had a good game. Eight catches for 122 yards. But, you know, they, had, they found Marvin Jones a couple of times deep, never went back to it. What about finding Anquan Bolden in the middle of the field? Never went back to it. I didn't understand the play calling today. Did not get it. Um, and I thought that was definite, a definitely weak spot today uh, for sure. Uh, J.P. Brown uh, tweets in, On top of Asa Jackson stealing a bleeping check, our offensive play calling was beyond predictable to say the least. Hashtag cut number 30. Um, hmm. Joel, Fal- uh, Joel Fallon writes in, or uh, Phelan writes in, Stafford playing his heart out deserves better. I don't think there's any question. Matthew Stafford today playing with an injured finger did all he could. Uh, not his best game, and as I said before, uh, a couple of passes he missed, a couple of guys uh, he missed. Uh, he had Marvin Jones alone on a deep ball where Jones had to dive for it. Not a good throw. The interception at the end of the game, he forced it in there. But, you know, give Matthew Stafford, cut Matthew Stafford a little bit of slack. That's a great secondary he played today. And he played without Theo Riddick and, he, and without Travis Swanson again. So I'm not going to get too crazy about Stafford having a bad game today. Not at all. Wasn't great, 24-39, 273, and a pick, 71.9 rating, not his best. Like I said, third worst, third lowest passer rating of the season for him. He was outplayed by Eli Manning, but he, again, Eli, that was all dink and dunk with Eli, but there was no pressure on Manning today. I thought the D-line failed in getting pressure on him, and that is, that's, a, that's a killer. Uh, at MGO Brew, BRU writes in, it's over, 9-7, and seven, same old lines. I disagree with that. Um, Michael Phillips says, there's a reason Jackson wasn't on an active roster. He can't play. I doubt he could cover you, Matt. <laughs> oh, man. Asa Jackson, not, not a good performance today. Not, not good. Nope, it was bad. Big John 0089 says, if Lions lose out, will Jim Caldwell lose his job is the question. I don't see it. I don't see it. Jim Caldwell's in the running for coach of the year. The Lions are 9-5 and five and still in first place with two games to go. Now, it depends how they lose. Let's say they go to Dallas Monday night and get shredded and look bad doing it. And then Green Bay comes in here and opens up a can New Year's Day. There's a chance. 
But these guys are playing hard. But they've got to get Riddick and Swanson back healthy, and they've got to find some semblance of a way to get to the quarterback because it's not it's not been good enough. And the run game. But again, you got to credit New York. You do. They had a good mix of run and pass today. They rushed for 114 yards. Odell Beckham Jr. was the best player on the field. It wasn't even close. You know how good he was. Took a punt back that got called back for a touchdown. Olivier Vernon uh, making plays all over the field. Landon Collins. They got a good team. Hankins is a beast, too. They have a good team. The Lions' offensive line, at least in protecting Stafford, was, was actually okay. But today they got exposed a little bit. It was a tough loss. Tough loss. They got beat by a better team. But they've got to find some way to balance this thing out and be able to run the football a little bit. And they've got to, and they've got to get Darius Slay now back on the field. My goodness, not having Slay out there was was a killer. It really did hurt. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what they do. And if Bob Quinn makes any moves to get another cornerback in here, um, you know, could be a possibility. But. Boy, I, you know, Asa Jackson can't be cut. He plucked him off Baltimore's practice squad. He's got to stay for three games. So we'll see. All right, that's our post-game edition here on Locked On Lions and the Locked On uh, Podcast Network. Don't forget, Locked On Pistons every day with Dan Feldman right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, do Dallas preview this week. We'll see what Jim Caldwell has to say about his pre- at his press conference tomorrow. Hopefully update the status of those injured players and Darius Slay as well. And there was some confusion about Golden Tate. It sounded like there was no injury with Golden Tate. After the Lions said today, he did leave the game with an injury, but apparently that was uh, uh, retracted. But Lions nine and five, Packers theatrics at the end beat the Bears thirty to twenty seven. The lead is down to one in the division and will likely come down to Sunday, January first at Ford Field between the Lions and Packers in Week Seventeen. We'll see what happens. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.